Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your second dose of the Real Film Nerds Podcast for this week. This week, we're talking about a fun film. Oh, you know what? I need to introduce myself. I always forget to do that. Damn it. I am your host, Matt Hinshaw. You can follow me on the internets everywhere you can find the internets at Hinshaw Photo. That's on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, on the Facebooks, on everything. I'm at Hinshaw Photo and H I N S H A W. All right. See, there's a little plug for myself. Woo. Whoa. Good job. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. See, we need to get you in the social media game. We need to get get at Mysterious Mike. Ugh. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, then you'd have to actually do stuff outside recording, and that would suck. Yeah. So, as you heard, people, there's my good buddy, as always, my co-host, my um, second half of my hillbilly duo, Mysterious Mike. Hey, everybody. Hillbilly duo, huh? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not a hillbilly, I don't think. I do live in what they consider the ghetto of Prescott. Not really a hillbilly area, I guess. Yeah, you live out west with all them crazy cowboys, don't you? Word. So, Mike, are you ready to get her done? Heck yeah. What movie are we talking about today? Uh, today, we are going to review Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Uh, This was directed by Eli Craig and written by Eli Craig and Morgan uh, Jurgensen. It's uh, starring Taylor uh, Levine, Alan Tudyk, uh, Katrina Bowden, Jesse Moss, and Philip Granger. All right, uh, affable hillbillies Tucker and Dale are on their vacation at their dilapidated mountain cabin when they are mistaken for murderers by a group of preppy college students. Well, that's nice and concise and quick and to the point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that description is is accurate enough. I would say this is a movie of a uh, uh, m- huge amount of misunderstandings and uh, it's, it's really uh, fun. It's it's kind of a horror movie, but I would say it's more like a comedy that has some horror elements. I feel it's the exact opposite of a horror movie. It's a it has horror movie elements, but there's really no evil killer villain until the v, until the very end. It's just a whole lot of random coincidences and Bad luck. Yeah, so it's basically I, I almost it. the movie of my life. Uh, I don't know about all that, Matt, but uh, this this is. Uh, I thought it was quite entertaining, and it's very clever how all these misunderstandings happen. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I've never really had anyone throw themselves into my wood chipper. Yeah, that's that's not a, like an everyday thing. I I mean, I unless you're in Fargo, I don't even have a wood chipper. Oh, man, just disappointing. I know. I only have one tree, and I don't plan on cutting it down and chipping it anytime soon. 
Well, well, um, do you normally uh, g- get, you know, uh, run around with the uh, chainsaw? Do I? Sometimes. I mean, every who doesn't love running through the neighborhood screaming at the top of their lungs with a chainsaw? It's a good point. You know, it really just makes you feel better. Oh, yeah. It gets out all the rage. Yeah, the, the people, everyone reacts in the same way. They start running and you just, you feel good. You know, you're trying to catch them. Dude, you really want to take it up another notch is you do it pantless. <laughs> you just got to watch out for that chain, though, man. It, it can cut something fierce. Yeah, a little little bottomless uh, chainsaw neighborhood running. Little little. Let's let's go down to the quad. Let's go streaking with chainsaws. What really screws with them too is if you have like a uh, wife beater on, still bottomless, but you have the wife beater on, and then you're you just got done like you know spilling tomato sauce all over your chest or something. And then you're running around bottomless with the chainsaw going. Oh, and you got to be rocking the flip-flops. That's like a rule. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's a tough one on trying to be funny. (laughs) So, Mike, uh, I don't know how we're going to talk about this movie without, like, ruining, like, most of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess this movie's kind of hard to talk about without without ruining it. But I mean, we we could generally say that, like okay. like we've said before, that it was it's funny and it's fun. Uh, it happens to be uh, streamable on Netflix right now. So if you have a Netflix subscription, uh, feel free. Yeah, yeah, and that's where and this is the first time I had ever seen it. And uh, I watched it on the old Netflix. I've known about it. I've been wanting to see it. It's on my list. I just never sat down and watched it. And right now was a perfect freaking time to sit down and watch it leading up to our Harvest Horror Fest. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is, uh, I mean, it's like you said, it's not quite horror. It's got horror elements. But yeah, uh, yeah. This, this, this is a fun, I like this movie a lot. Like, I just... I enjoyed it. It's just fun. I don't know. The acting is really well. The makeup was fantastic. You know, the makeup and special effects, and they're all practical. You could tell. They're all legit. When they're dragging, you know, a pair of legs behind them, it's legit. They're not, you know, it's not anything super incredible, but it doesn't look super cheesy. So that was nice. Um, the cabin that there is their vacation home reminds me a lot of the cabin in most horror movies, especially our one of our favorites, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely on purpose that the it, you know it's it's fairly um, you know fallen apart kind of cabin that looks unoccupied kind of thing. Has a whole bunch of creepy ass shit inside of it. And of course, it's right next to a lake. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, uh, you know, kind of a Camp Crystal Lake vibe. Oh, yeah, dude. Just tons and tons and tons of horror elements. I mean, you know, Cabin in the Woods is the same thing. That cab is right next to a lake. And what and what do they do? Everybody always wants to go skinny dipping in the lake, which is one of my disappointments of this movie. Oh, it, really? Yeah, you were disappointed by... Oh, not enough nudity, huh? Right. There's no nudity. There's half there's, naked. Th- there's like a side boob. 
There's like a, a half a side boob. All right, fine. I'll give you that. There's ha- there's a quarter side boob. How's that? Yeah, there's a quarter side boob. And it's rated R, too. I mean, they don't let up on the blood, guts, and gore. That's for damn sure. So why can't we have one of these hot young co-eds, you know, have a nice little nip slip? What's wrong with that? Matt, I you know, the, the, the times are changing. I guess, but this was, what, uh, 2010, isn't it? Yes, yes, but the times are still changing, Matt. It's only, I know. it's only flaccid penis from now on. We're we're perfectly fine with, uh, you know, showing someone's intestines falling out or fingers getting cut off or heads being, you know, taken off or, you know, someone being thrown in a wood chipper. I mean, there's multiple instances in films where people are going into wood chippers. I mean, I, I like to say, like you pointed out earlier, Fargo's the one that kind of started that. But, you know, they did it in Deadpool 2, and then you also got it here in Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, yeah. No, I the, the wood chipper has been used, I think, several times in movies. But the the one scene that I always remember is is in Fargo with... It's 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 snow covered, and then you know, put somebody in a wood chipper, and then it's red everywhere, and it, it just so drastic the contrast that it's just like, ooh, yeah, yeah, that was, that's a fantastic movie. But you, you you see what I'm getting at here? Us Americans, we're all about the violence, the blood, the guts, the gore. Can't we soften it up a little bit and get some nudity? Just a little <laughs> bit. I know you're getting your flaccid penis fix, but there was no flaccid penis in this movie, so, you know, I'm sure it went down at least a whole reel just because of that. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I wish, I wish there was more. I know you probably would have loved to have seen some Hillbilly Hog. Hillbilly Hog? What, what, what is that? A Hillbilly Flaccid Penis. Oh, okay. All right. Um, is that one of those words they don't use over there on the East Coast for genitals is hog? Yeah, I wasn't familiar with the uh, the flaccid penis of the hog. but No, now- no, no, no. It's not a flaccid penis of a hog. It's just you consider a penis a hog. Oh. Oh, so it's just a, a um, I don't know, what do, a nickname for yes. genitalia? Uh-huh. Um, no, uh, I'm not as familiar with that, no. So, it's not an East Coast thing that they don't use the word hog for genitals? I think it's more like hog for the, uh, the motorcycles, but I don't know. Well, we have those here, too, and hence the reason why you call genitals, you know, a hog is because what do you do on a motorcycle is you ride it. Ah. See? Yeah, alright, alright, I got it, I got it, I put it together, I put hog and genitals together, I got it. So anyways, the moral of the story is there is no flaccid penis in Tucker and Dale. There's no nudity other than a quarter side boob, which is uh, depressing. I mean, don't get me wrong, the young lady that tries to go skinny dipping, if they just would have held out a little bit longer before they started making noise and she noticed them, maybe you would have gotten a nip. You know, just a little bit. But, oh well, whatever. Yeah. Alright, so Mike, um, I probably want to get into uh, the spoilers sooner than later. 
Okay. So let's go ahead and do our due diligence. Mike, how does Tucker and Dale versus Evil relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right. Well, uh, thanks for asking. Uh, this one was a little bit trickier. Um, so this was a smaller budget movie and not as many people that are normally involved in movies were in this movie, but I was able to find a, uh, Melissa Critch, uh, C-R-I-C-H. Uh, she was, uh, uh, put down as miscellaneous crew for the Incredible Hulk. And this is the one with Ed Norton which I think barely qualifies as the Marvel Cinematic Universe because... It's it, still... I We had this argument before. You remember I pointed out that the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton in it is in the MCU. Tony Stark is at the end of it, and so is... Uh, I'm spacing on his name, but the uh, general that uh, ends up becoming the Red Hulk later on in the comic book world... But they are both in that movie. So it's technically MCU. They just, you know, I don't know why they didn't keep Edward Norton as the Hulk, but they didn't. Well, well, I, I don't think Edward Norton wanted to be it anymore. Like, I, I don't know. It's I, beneath him, probably. Well, I think, he, I think he just realized that it was going to be a bigger thing than he maybe wanted to do. Like, a bigger commitment. Like, I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure, you know... Um, Robert Downey Jr., who as I think of as as Iron Man, is wanting to get out, and so you know, you just get once you've done the role so many times, I think you you get bored of it, or you know, want to try something different, and and he maybe saw that coming earlier than I, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, that's understandable, but you know, that's why they have contracts and. that's one of the biggest shakeups that's coming in Avengers 4. Well, after Avengers 4 is that a lot of the big name guys, uh, I think including maybe even Scarlett Johansson, their contracts are done with the conclusion of Avengers 4. And so there's going to be a lot of possible recasting or elimination of characters from here on out for the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Oh. Yeah, I guess after, that makes sense. After Avengers 4. So. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I actually watched the new uh, Captain Marvel trailer today. Oh, heck yeah, dude. So did I. So those of you who did not know, we are recording on September 18th. It was the day that the Captain Marvel trailer dropped. I, I rather enjoyed it. Um... That's one thing that's disappointing about the James Gunn whole incident is that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the script, or at least what they were planning on doing, was going to be a lot more mainstream in the Marvel Cinematic Universe from here on out because the Guardians of of the Galaxy really delve into more of the cosmic and universe and space world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's basically what the second half of all the films are going to be kind of from here on out. They're going to be more cosmic based and space based, much like the comic books. Okay. So 
that's why you know you have Captain Marvel, who, as you see, is a you know I don't want to ruin you know a lot of people might not read it, but she's uh imbibed with alien DNA and blood and experimented on and things like that, and so she's not really a human, but she isn't. She is, but she isn't. So that starts it all off. That's why she's so powerful. And so you're going to get more Guardians and you're going to get more just, I don't, I assume probably more Thanos or people like Thanos and things like that. It's just going to be more cosmic. It's going to open up the whole universe and they might even open up the different dimensions going forward. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that's basically the plan that Disney had laid out starting with uh, um, Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy 3, basically. Yeah. Yep. And then also a little bit of the teaser on the new Spider-Man with its title being, you know, Far From Home. Oh. So that's also implying that it, you know, it probably won't take place on Earth. Interesting. But okay. who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Only time will tell. So. All right. So, uh, Mike, you want to get into uh, spoilers about Tuck- Tucker and Dale before we get off too much on a tangent about the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe? Um. Yeah. Sure, we can do that. Because um, you know me, I mean, I'm a huge comic book Marvel fan. That's what I specifically like to read. So I know more than the average person about know more than the average person about the uh, universe. So I don't want to rant about it all day long. So let's do it, Mike. Let's get into the spoiler side of Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, so one thing I really enjoyed about this movie was just the creative writing that they had to come up with. Like, you know, these guys are just, they're normal guys, but they don't look like they're normal. Like basically this is kind of, um, showing you how you, uh, like how people judge people on the way they're, they look, uh, you know, like superficially. And these yeah. guys are just normal guys. They're just normal guys. They just have like a beat up truck and they have like a wood chipper behind them, but they're going to work on the cabin that they just like bought and they're like trying to fix it up. But it looks like to these, um, I guess as the description said, these preppy kids that they're like hillbillies, you know, cause they're, they're wearing, you know, um, overalls and, and they have uh, dirty hats and, you know, they're, you know, they just look kind of unkempt, uh, uh, like, um, I, I don't know, I guess kind of like hipsters now, just with less clean uh, shaves. Yeah, I don't know, man, I would consider them kind of hillbillies from the start. I, I wouldn't say you know, that they aren't, they clearly are. They're just not living in the hills and they're not crazy people. They're just what you would call like rednecks, you know? Okay. All right. That's Uh, just how I, that's how I thought of them. So. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the, or I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty dumb, but there's a scene where they're, they just crack some beers and uh, the beer like falls and the one guy's trying to get it and then he gets like stuck and then they get pulled over and it kind of looks like he's giving, oh my god yeah <laughs> he's trying kind of <laughs> giving the other guy head and like the officer's like what you guys doing oh nothing just enjoying the day officer 
Well, on top of it, his shirt gets pulled off too, like stuck in the in the car door or something, or in yeah, the fray. Yeah, yeah. no, it, and, and that's kind of a. Uh, uh, Let's you know how the movie's going to go, because it just keeps doing stuff like that, where there's just things that just keep happening. Like, they they turn or they move in a certain way, and then something bad happens. Like, uh, you know, they the one guy moves, and, and, and the guy runs into the wood chipper, and another guy, like, it's just all kinds of things like that. Um, when the one yeah. guy, guy's yeah. running around, he has a... He has a chainsaw and he's running because he's being attacked by bees. And for whatever reason, he doesn't stop the chainsaw. And and then another guy's running because he's scared of him. But then they end up being parallel. And then the other guy gets really confused. And then he runs into a conveniently pr- placed uh, piece of uh, speared wood. And that's the end of that character. But Yeah, it, it's a sharpened branch for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it just it just keeps going like that just over and over. Uh they they think they you know uh Tucker and Dale like kidnapped um their friend but their friend actually was just she she hit her head and like fell in the water and they saved her and like it just yeah. It's yeah, just, well she was knocked out cold. And fell in the water. So she's not going to swim. She's not going to breathe. Eventually, her mind is going to say, you need to take a breath, and she'll drown. And yeah. so by them pulling her out of the water, taking her back, you know, all that, they were actually helping her. But everyone saw her being lifted into the boat, clearly unconscious. And they're like, oh, my God, they got her. They're going to kill her. It was so funny. Yeah. It was all the horror elements that you would see in horror films. But they were all just random coincidences of bad luck or, I don't know, just, yeah, bad luck, I guess is a good way to say it. Yeah, so so Matt, comparing this to uh, Tusk, the wonderful movie that you made me watch, how did you like it? Dude, I know you love Tusk. Don't lie. Don't hate. Okay. I'm not. I'm... <laughs> yes, I loved Tusk. But have you watched uh, Yoga Hosers, the second in the trifecta of Kevin Smith horror films? No, no, I unfortunately have not had a lot of time. But I will. I will, Matt. I will. Yeah, it's still a mess, but it's not quite as much of a mess as Tusk. Okay. So, anyways, no, I I enjoyed Tucker Dale. And Dale versus Evil a lot. I just felt it was more of a uh, a comedy with a bunch of random occurrences. It really didn't come off as a horror movie at all. It didn't really come off scary. There was a lot of callbacks to the horror films, of, as we've pointed out to this point, such as the chainsaws. And, you know, when uh, one of these kids kills themselves, because that's one of the things that's funny is the two hillbillies of, you know, Alan Tudyk and um, Tyler Labine. Yeah. Uh, they keep saying, man, why are these kids so suicidal? You know? <laughs> and I just thought that was hilarious. Because, you know, throwing themselves the wood chipper, the one dude ran up there with a spear <laughs> yeah. to try and stab him and, like, fell on the spear in, like, a hole. And so the whole time they're just thinking they're just there to, there's some kind of cult killing themselves of college kids. Yeah. That they're really depressed or something. 
That's so funny. But I, I consider this more of a action comedy based on with horror movie uh, uh, callbacks, effects, you know, elements. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was yeah. fun. It was it was fun. It was really smart writing. It was definitely a unique take. Um, I don't know what the evil in Tucker and Dale versus evil is. I guess it's the crazy psycho preppy college kid at the end that goes nuts and actually starts trying to kill Tucker and Dale. Um, I think it's just the notion that they are evil. By the kids, the or... kids. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's kind of what I, I think. I don't, I don't know, you know, if that's exactly what they were going for, but that's what I, I thought. So, um, do you think uh, it was interesting that the hillbilly ended up hooking up with the uh, hot ass girl at the end? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Um... You know, uh, it's 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 almost like um, oh, what's that syndrome called where the nurses um, the Florence Nightingale? No. Yeah, yeah, I think it, that's what it is. Is it called Nightingale syndrome or whatever? Um, so he kind of took care of her for a while, and uh, maybe that was the thing. I don't know. She said she was a little different anyway than her friends. I, I don't know. Like, you don't get a lot out of their characters before, you know, it just kind of starts. The movie just kind of starts. Yeah. So, Well, and that's one of the ways where it's really smart in the writing is how it starts out by showing Tucker and Dale in this light and implying from the beginning that they are the villains when clearly they aren't after a certain amount of time. I think it actually starts with, uh, when they get pulled over and the, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. dropping of the beer that kind of <laughs> kicks off that. Okay. These guys aren't the villains. These, this, what is this kind of thing? That's where I was going with it. What I felt was the, uh, hot blonde that fell in love with, uh, Tucker. Yeah. I felt that she was a redneck farm girl because she even talks about that a little bit and that she really didn't fit in with the other people. And it took her getting to know him through being at the cabin to like him. I don't even think it was so much the Florence Nightingale effect. I think it was that she slowed down and realized, hey, this guy likes board games much like I do. This guy knows how to work hard. Much like I do, I know how to work. I know, you know, that's that's where I, what I felt. But it was nice to see a fat, slobby, bearded man getting the hot ass girl. <laughs> that never happens in movies ever. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, th- this movie does a lot of things that aren't normal in in the kind of because it, it's kind of making fun of horror movies if i mean maybe not even kind of it is making fun of horror movies but it's in a very pretty smart way and like only if we could have had a story that was any good for predator the predator oh (sighs) mike oh mike you're still disappointed over the predator i am i am i'm hurting 
It's okay. You don't have to watch it again, even though I know you're going to probably buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I've already got it pre-ordered for ultra high definition. Yeah, on the Amazons? Yeah. Dude, the Amazons, they got everything. They do. And if they don't, they'll get it. So, like I said in uh, uh, the Predator podcast, one of my favorite actors that was in this film, and I didn't even know it, was Alan Tudyk. I I love Alan Tudyk. I thought he was just hilarious. And I immediately when I saw this, I thought of him in Deadpool 2 playing a hillbilly redneck across from Matt Damon. (laughs) Nice. And I wonder if that was a little bit of a callback to this movie, because this movie came out in 2010, and as everybody knows, Deadpool 2 came out, was it this year? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, April, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that was a little bit of a callback to this film, or if it was just a purely random coincidence. No, I think there might have been a little bit of a callback. I think this movie has a dedicated audience. Like, I don't think it did very well when it came out. It might have been just a video-on-demand kind of movie, but I think through the years it's it's done better and better because people just didn't know it was out there kind of thing. Well, it's fun. It's a different take on a horror comedy action film you know, throwback. I mean, it's just, it's very, very, very unique and well worth a watch. If you ask me, I, I I think anybody that, even if you don't like horror movies, you know, of them, you know, the, uh, the quintessential things that happen in almost every single horror movie to this day. And all those elements are in this movie. And it's a, Completely different take and different spin on them, which is what makes it so great and so much fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to make you go first again. How many reels do you give Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Oh, so uh, since I recommended this movie and enjoy this movie quite a bit, it's not hard to see that I'm going to give this three and a half reels. I and I definitely think if you somewhat like some horror movies, like a little bit of comedy, this movie is very well done. It's not too funny. It's just it's funny enough. The story's uh, fairly creative. Like the acting is is good. Um, so uh, three and a half reels for me, for sure. So you only rate this movie a little bit above average, dude. I'm I'm a hardcore man. I'm hardcore. It's a C plus in your book, really? A C plus. Yeah. What What are you gonna give it, man? Come on, I give it a solid B. I give it four out of five reels. Oh man, man, make me feel bad, but it's okay. Three and a half. I'm sticking. You're just a mean old bastard in your old age. Yeah, man. Only gonna get meaner. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you have a mean bone in your body. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen you be upset or mean or pissed off. Maybe (laughs) a couple times. Oh, I'm sure there's a time or two. I don't know. We were probably drunk, so I don't remember it. That's fine. Much like Tucker and Dale and their PBR. (laughs) Did you notice that, by the way? Yeah, oh, the PBR? Yeah, but throughout most of the movie, they have the... A beer can like covered over in something or it's just like a generic looking label 
And then the one time they focus in on the beer when there's only beer, one beer left in the boat, it's a PBR. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so that. funny. But the whole other, all the other times they're drinking beers, it's like no, no name brand. But that they blatantly say it's a PBR. That was kind of funny. Yeah, that is that 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 was funny, and you're right. They definitely like focus in on it and like do a little pause. Like everyone, this is a PBR. Yeah. Okay. Back to the movie. Back to the movie. This is what a PBR in a cooler looks like. I wonder if they caught any fish. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> well, all right, Mike. Do you have anything else you want to add about uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Um, I just thought this is a fun movie. Um, it's definitely very R-rated, but uh, as long as you don't mind some gore here and there, uh, this this is a great movie. So, um, I agree. Wa- watch. It. I think I think if you have the a spare hour and a half, which is nice, it is the typical ninety minute running time, which it really seems like movies aren't that anymore. It seems like movies are like two hours, two and a half hours, three hours now, which is is fine, but it's kind of some movies warrant it and some don't. But I think an hour and a half running time for this was perfect. It was on the money. You know, if you have Netflix, get in the spirit of the upcoming Halloween season and go watch this movie on Netflix. It's worth it. It's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And I'll leave it with that. All right. Well... With that uh, glowing review, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and uh, get ready for uh, uh, Harvest Horror Fest. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.